What is up, ladies and gentle nerds? It's your boy Graham, also known as HamHawks42 on the internet, and today is another edition of the Overthinking MTG podcast, the show that is unscripted and unedited, and today we are looking at one of the cards from Kaldheim, a new spoiler card that just got released today that is pretty darn exciting. Uh, if you enjoyed this video, please don't hesitate to give it a thumbs up if you're watching on YouTube, and go ahead and subscribe to the channel while you're there. It makes a huge difference. Also, if you are listening to this anywhere where you get your podcasts, please don't hesitate to give it a five-star review um, and go ahead and write a little review while you're there it really helps share the you know share the word that the show's going on and um, you know gives me some valuable feedback and I really appreciate it thank you so much all right with that let's go get into the episode so today we are looking at Nico Aris who is a planeswalker with starting loyalty of three with the casting cost X, white, blue, blue. So we have an Azorius Planeswalker with X in its casting cost, which is pretty interesting. Like that on its face right there is kind of intriguing. Um, the other thing I find really interesting is that the X is not tied to the loyalty ability like we've seen with the, there was one other, there was a Simic Nissa that I believe was in, I want to say Amonkhet that had X in its casting cost, and X was its uh, number of loyalty counters that it started with. But in this case, Nico Aris has three starting loyalty regardless of how much you spend X for. So let's find out what, well, what is the X? When Nico Aris enters the battlefield, create X shard tokens, and they are enchantments with, you can pay two, sacrifice this enchantment, scry one, then draw a card, which if you're, you know, for those of you playing at home, that is opt. Basically, it's a little enchantment that you can sacrifice for two generic and you get to opt, which is pretty cool. That's just a really neat little ability and you get the number of tokens equal to the X. So this works in a lot of different ways. One, they're enchantments. So anything that triggers off constellation. So um, there's Archon of Sun's Grace, which is, comes to mind, which creates Pegasus creatures every time an enchantment enters the battlefield. That would trigger X number of times based off of nico just coming onto the battlefield so that's pretty cool and then on top of that with each one of those enchantments you get to sacrifice and scrawl one scry one draw a card which is just a really cool ability and being able to um add card advantage in a way in that way is very useful later in the game so anytime you have two mana left over you can just turn it into a card and it can you even have some selection over that card that's really powerful. I feel like that it's one of those abilities that you read it and it doesn't seem super strong, but I can see this in practice really exploding and being very useful. The one thing is most players are going to be tapping out to get Nico onto the battlefield on like turn five or six um, and get two or three shard tokens. In which case, that does leave them open. So that is one situation. Um, the control player never wants to tap out. And that's the, where I can see this. Uh, that That's the one situation where I, I think it would be far smarter in many cases to cast Nico down um, where X equals 1, you know, on turn 6 or 7. So you have mana back to cast various counter spells. But that that's you know regardless of how it's used i think a lot of newer players are going to be tapping out um but what else here i'm just talking about the shard tokens this is all just based on nico's passive we haven't even gotten into the loyalty abilities yet plus one up to one target creature you control can't be blocked this turn whenever that creature deals damage this turn return it to its owner's hand I love that ability on a couple of different levels. So the first thing you see is, okay, the creature can't be blocked. You make a creature unblockable. That's really cool. However, um, 
you don't want to the first thing that I want to do whenever I can create a, an unblockable creature is give my biggest nastiest most powerful threat that unblockable well in this situation you may not want to do that because whenever the creature deals damage you then return it to its owner's hand so conversely I do want to combine this with cards like Skyclave Apparition where the card when it enters the battlefield you get to remove a threat with mana cost four or less from your opponent's board and then when it leaves the battlefield they get a they get a token that's equal to it you know with power and toughness equal to its mana cost so with Skyclave Apparition you could then effectively swing in deal damage which usually Skyclave Apparition you don't Put that in your deck to deal damage. But all of a sudden with Nico, it can. You then bounce it back up to your hand, you get to play it again. So you're kind of blinking it in its own way. So that has some really cool implications. Um, yeah, generally speaking, I like it a lot. Uh, then what else What else can Nico do? Negative one, Nico Eris deals two damage to target tapped creature for each card you've drawn this turn. So if you're drawing cards, um, this that damage can really ramp up pretty darn fast which is going to give your opponent pause uh for attacking you uh with creatures that don't have vigilance because let's be honest y you don't want to tap down a creature when you know your opponent has an answer for it right there on the board and if you have two or three shard tokens those can turn into individual cards very easily to fuel this negative one ability so that's a really powerful piece of removal that is going to change the way your opponents uh, look at their creatures and can change how they decide to attack, which is really useful. And really, you know, that leads to some mind games at the table, which I really appreciate and really enjoy. Because if somebody has, say, a swift response, destroy target tap creature, you don't know they have it. It's in their hand. You know, that's an instant for two that can just kind of come out of nowhere and and smack you and punish you for swinging. Now, with Nico, you would get the hit. You would get to swing in, you'd get combat would resolve and all that jazz. But the problem is, you get to see that they have that negative one on the other side of the battlefield. And so you are incentivized to not swing in. Anyway, uh, and then there's one other negative one ability, which is create a shard token. So this creates additional shard tokens. So even if, I mean, you can play Nico down on turn three for white, blue, blue, get no additional shard tokens and immediately create one. And so you would have a two mana or two loyalty Nico heiress with a shard token on the battlefield and it only costs you three mana. That's not bad. That's not bad at all, actually. That's a pretty decent rate. And in in the end, the shard tokens could be the main benefit that you're getting here. So you made you might actually just downtick Nico multiple times, get multiple shards, and accept that they're gonna die. You know, and that's okay. And if it takes one creature down on the way, cool. Uh, or it can also help get you know help you swing in for lethal by giving unblockable to uh, the right threat at the right time so i think nico has a lot of versatility and is very very good frankly i think this card's fantastic um and on top of that they put a fantastic card to represent the first um the first human non-binary planeswalker in magic which i think is really cool and so there's this be this piece of representation um and it happens to be on a card that's also incredibly powerful so it's just cool on a lot of levels so all in all i think nico is a fantastic card i really dig it and also the aesthetic of nico um the shard 
there are these metallic like mirror shards that are around them seemingly at all times which are clearly these shard tokens and so thematically it all works there's also a showcase frame variant that is just absolutely gorgeous and the cool part about it is it's a borderless uh it's a borderless piece of art and the shards have this they're kind of a blue color with this purple aura about them and they're floating all around nico and uh Nico actually has one in their hand and it's holding it up in such a way that it actually overlaps with the title on the on the card that like the title bar that has Nico's name um, and but it's it's over the bar and under the mana symbol which is kind of a fun uh, little visual trick and so the X is almost highlighted by this shard and it's especially cool because the X is what generates the shards so thematically they just nailed it and I, I think that that was probably a happy accident when they matched the art up with the frame uh, but I gotta say it turned out really Really, really well um, yeah all in all I think Nico's a phenomenal card and probably the most powerful planeswalker that's going to be in Kaldheim I fully expect there to be blue white control decks running this card uh, in standard and probably historic uh, within pretty short notice so I'm excited to see it um, and I'm interested to see we well to see if I'm right on that and where Nico ends up. So thank you so much for hanging out. This has been an absolute delight. You can catch me on Twitch, twitch.tv slash hamhocks42. I'm over there every weekday morning, 5.30 to 7.30 Eastern Time. And uh, yeah, don't forget, you are a good person and you deserve to be happy.